Well, good morning, and thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Hope you had a great weekend, and uh, praying for and anticipating a blessed week ahead. You know, as we walk with God, one of the things that He loves to do is He loves to reveal Himself to us. He wants us to get to know Him. He wants us to get to know who He is and what He's like, and In order for us to do that, we have to discover things about God. We have to discover his nature and character. And obviously, we have the fullest revelation of God in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. His spirit dwells within us now as his children. We are in union with him. He dwells within us when we believe the good news of the gospel. The spirit of God takes up residence within us and We are, as I said, one with the Lord Jesus. And as we live our lives each day, I think that the Lord longs for us to come to know him in greater degrees. Obviously, there are going to be more rapidly, uh, more, more times or periods in our lives where we're rapidly increasing in our knowledge of God and other times when it seems to be slow progress. It's kind of like growing physically. You know, you have rapid growth spurts and then there's just steady growing. Um, But in the midst of all of this, God longs to make himself known. You know, the Apostle Paul prayed, you know, a great deal about wanting to know God, wanting to know God, wanting to know God. Um, Saints throughout history, their cries of just longing to get to know God who he is, what he's like, and discovering all that we can about him. Well, one of the things that God loves to do is that God loves to reveal himself to us. He loves to reveal himself to us. He loves to reveal himself in us, and he loves to reveal himself through us. And we need to give an accurate representation of who he is and what he's like. Well, we find in the scripture regular experiences in the lives of those who knew God where there were moments where God came and God confronted them, God revealed himself to them. Their response, of course, was worship, love, adoration, as well as obedience. Because in those confrontations, many times God was also inviting them into something new. He was inviting them into something glorious, something great, something that would be challenging to them, something that would probably many you know times have scared them at the very beginning when they understood what God was calling them into. And as we, um, I spoke recently on the the Hebrew word hinene, and hinene saying, "Here am I," and the writers in Scripture acknowledging and saying yes to God even before they knew what God was going to ask of them. Well, we find this principle, as I said, all throughout Scripture. One of the places where I think it's very clearly delineated is in the third chapter of Exodus, where Moses has his first experience of meeting the great I Am, of meeting the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we find this in the third chapter of the book of Exodus, verses 1 through 15. It says, Now Moses was pasturing the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, and the priest of Midian. 
And he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Oreb, the mountain of God. Literally the backside of the wilderness. West side, the backside. I mean, this was Nowheresville. I mean, there was nothing there. Nobody there. And he was as far away from civilization and from people as far away can be. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of the bush. And he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. So Moses said, I must now turn aside and see this marvelous sight. Why the bush is not burned up. One of the things that happens in this process of getting to know God is that God likes to confront us regularly. Sometimes those confrontations are surprising confrontations. They are shocking confrontations. Sometimes they're minuscule. They're they're small. And yet he's in that moment. He's in that moment. He's in that experience. He is in that place, wherever you may be. And all of a sudden, you become very much aware of his presence and of something he's trying to show you. Now, you notice here with Moses, he's in the backside of the desert. It was in the midst of his daily life, just doing what he normally did, taking care of sheep. And of course, this was quite a demotion for a man who had been the adopted son of the most powerful ruler in the world at the time. And he forsook all the pleasures of Egypt, all the pleasures of sin. He gave all of that up to identify himself with the people of God. But he wasn't ready yet when he first stepped into that role. God had to, again, for 40 years, send him to the backside of a desert to break him and to get him ready for what he was going to do with him in the next 40 years of his life. But this confrontation in this burning bush was in the midst of him going throughout his daily routine, taking care of sheep. And God, many times, will confront you and I in the midst of our daily life. Sometimes that confrontation can, as I said, will be shocking. It can be surprising. It, it can be something, again, most of the time is completely and totally unexpected. It was something unusual that got Moses' attention. I'm sure because of the heat in the desert, he had seen other bushes catch on fire, but they were consumed. This bush, though, on fire was not consumed. So here was something that was unusual, and it got Moses' attention in the midst of his daily affairs. Now, he had to be alert. He had to be obviously paying attention. He was a sharp-eyed guy taking care of the sheep. But, and again, he was sensitive to his surroundings. He was aware of what was going on all around him. He made a choice to go investigate. He didn't have to. He could just, well, there's another burning bush, boo-ha, and go on. But he didn't. Because the sight was so unusual, the bush was not being consumed, he had to go see what was happening. He had to make a choice. It was risky. He didn't know what was up there. He didn't know what was causing that. Again, this is something he'd never seen before. But he had some sense that this was something out of the realm of the ordinary. And he had to stop and investigate and see what was happening. And that was where God would meet him. 
You know, as you go throughout your day today, be sensitive to what's happening around you. Sometimes even what's happening on the inside of you. God may come to you today in circumstances that may shock you. He may come to you through a person. He may come to you through something you're reading. He may come to, through, to you through something you're seeing, something you're listening to, a circumstance that you're looking at in your life or a situation. Uh, you may be reading the scriptures, um, praying. I mean, there's any number of ways that God can confront us and get our attention because he's wanting to show us something about himself. The key is, are we paying attention? Are we sensitive? Are we alert to our surroundings? Are we alert to and even living with an expectation that God himself is going to meet us at some point in the day? That's key. When I was just a little boy, we used to travel back and forth between Charleston, South Carolina, and Savannah, um, Jacksonville, Florida. When uh, my grandparents lived in, in Jacksonville, and we were living in Charleston. Well, we used to make the long drive down Highway 17, and most of the time we would generally travel at night with less traffic. Well, we were coming home one night uh, back to Charleston from Jacksonville. We got just outside of Savannah, Georgia. In between Savannah and at that time Beaufort, South Carolina. And of course, way back then in the 60s, there was nothing but swamp out there. Well, there happened to be a very unusual light hovering over the trees out in a swamp. A light that had lights around it. Now, I don't know what it was. My dad happened to see it. I happened only, I think I was about four years old at the time. I do remember bits and pieces of it. But I remember my dad getting so intrigued by this light hovering over the trees and he was going to stop and investigate. We were scared as children in the back seat. My mom was terrified. And here my dad was thinking about pulling off the side of the road in the middle of nowhere near a swamp to go investigate a light. And of course my mom threatened him nearly within an inch of his life and let him know as soon as he got out of that car when he came back that car would not be there if he abandoned us to go look at whatever that was over the trees i don't know what it was um, that's not the point the point was here was something that was unusual obviously out of the ordinary obviously in a strange place obviously and it got my father's attention to the point where he was just about willing to go investigate and leave his family by the side of the road to do it well God has a lot of ways to get our attention. And I encourage you today, as you go throughout this day, be on the alert. Be sensitive. Be expecting. Be hopeful. Long for God to meet you, to encounter you, to speak to you, to reveal himself to you. There are burning bushes all around us everywhere we go. We're going to continue talking about this tomorrow. Lord willing, I hope that you have a blessed day. And again, expectantly anticipate God somewhere in your life today to make himself known. Be blessed.